Greetings, adventure. Welcome to D20 Academy. I'm your host, Shalo Kaneshiro, and today is episode 5, Creating a Character. Alright, so yesterday, uh, myself and Gabriel Laidlaw uh, talked about player characters um, and the uh, their dynamic with the Dungeon Master and how they're different and how it all works. And so today I'm going to be talking um, a little more about uh, characters, uh, but more specifically how to create one. This week I do want to focus on uh, these player characters and races and classes and all that kind of thing. So uh, I hopefully hope you enjoy today's episode. So I'm just going to start um, by just kind of explaining player characters just real quick. Um, maybe you listened to yesterday's episode, uh, maybe not. Um, but just real quick, a uh, player character is um, kind of the main thing that, if you're not the DM, that's what you're playing. You're playing as a character with a couple other people, and you form a party, and you play through um, the story with the DM, and you make choices, and you build a story together. And like I said yesterday, I myself have not uh, been a PC too much. Um, mostly, when I play the game, I am a dungeon master. But I have played enough, and I've, and I've read, and I've learned enough um, to talk about it, and to um, I've, already, I've already learned uh, so many things that I would like to share. Um, but yes, that's what a character is. It's a, it's a singular uh, character that you take on the role as in the game, and you progress through the story, and you level up, and you gain new abilities and new items, and build relationships with the other people in the party, and with... Characters the DM creates and go through adventures and kill monsters, all that cool stuff. Um, so yeah, so today I want to be talking about um, how to create one, kind of the basics of that. And so I think the first thing that you need to do as a playgroup is talk about what the um, the mood and the tone of the campaign is going to be, or the one shot or whatever you're playing, um, because I think that matters a lot on how you create a character, how you choose um, what races and classes to play, and uh, designing their background and their personality. You guys need to all be on the same page um, with which, you know, what the kind of the mood and the tone is. If it's like a light, playful, funny, uh, more humorous campaign, um, something that's just more as like a party or like something much more chill, uh, then you don't want to you know, create a character that's super intense and really serious and with a depressing backstory or anything. But then if you're going to, you know, be playing a campaign that's much more serious and much more intense with the story and stuff like that, you don't want to just be playing a character who, you know, has little backstory or just a very basic personality and who can't really grow or doesn't fit the mood very well. So that's something that's important that I think a lot of people miss um, because... Even if you have thought of maybe some kind of character that you want to play, um, it is important, most of all, to talk with the playgroup and the DM first um, to see if that character is kind of right for the game you're going to be playing. Um, for example, uh, I talked about yesterday, uh, Gabe is going to be running a campaign uh, in the summer here that I'm going to be playing in, uh, me and a couple other friends. And the first character that I created um, is just kind of one that I've been thinking about for a while and is inspired by a couple different things. 
but it was it was very serious, very intense. Um, their backstory and their personality and everything and their their ideals. Um, and after he read it, he he said, "Okay, this is you know much too intense or serious for the campaign I want to run." Um, yes, it is going to be kind of dark in things he said, and it's it's going to be a serious campaign, but it didn't really fit the character I created. Didn't really fit the the mood of the rest of the party as well and with the other players. Um, it was much, much too dark, so I, you know, just kind of recreated the character, made him much more, um, like, connected to the story and the kind of mood of the campaign, um, so that it was, it didn't feel weird or off, and, you know, I think the number one thing that can happen is you get frustrated, either the DM or the player, when you guys are both thinking of different kind of tones, um, because, you know, as a player, you're saying, oh, my character's not getting the things that I wish they were getting and, like, getting put into the situations that would help them grow and stuff. Um, but that's because their character doesn't fit the campaign. And the DM can be frustrated, like, that this, this character is not fit at all for the situations and things they're presenting and fitting well with the rest of the party. So it's just ruining the mood and everyone is unhappy. So I do want to point out that this is... A very important thing before you create your character is just to be able to talk with the, the DM and the playgroup about kind of the tone and the mood um, so that everyone's on the same page and everyone can get enjoyment out of the game. So the second thing I want to talk about is stereotypes and cliches versus creating a character that's unique. I think this is kind of one of the big things when it comes to character creation, uh, definitely for new players. Um, is kind of this idea, uh, do I create a character who, you know, we're all familiar with, that's kind of a stereotype in the fantasy trope, um, or do I create something that's really unique and try to go out of my way to make this uh, character in their, their race and class combination, like no one's ever done that before. Um, so, for example, a, a cliche would be an elf ranger, right? Uh, we kind of talked about this yesterday. Like Legolas, um, you know, just that cliche of like a, a very dexterous elven warrior prince or princess. Or, and they wield a bow and they're really good at using a bow and they're so awesome. And you know what I mean? Um, like, like Legolas and this, this elven ranger kind of character appears a lot in fantasy fiction. That's a trope. Um, or like an elderly human wizard. Um, like... Gandalf or Dumbledore and you know that, that that's kind of a fantasy trope um, versus creating something like a half-orc rogue right because rogues are known to be sneaky and dexterous where half-orcs are much more uh, brawny and big and uh, kind of lumbering around so that combination hardly ever appears and so you know maybe Instead of going with a cliche, you you can like go out of your way to make a character that's really unique and different that no one's ever seen before. And this is kind of a question that you have to answer when creating a character. And yes, there is like an, there is an in between for sure. But definitely, if you're a new player, um, this can be something that you have a question about and that you don't really know what to do in this situation. And I would suggest, as a new player, 100% play a stereotype. Um, I think 
playing a stereotype, playing cliche, uh, something that you've seen before in movies and television and read in books, um, is a very good idea as a first player. For a lot of people, that's annoying, maybe because they don't want to, you know, they want to be unique and they want to be special. Um, and yes, you can very much do that and create a character like that. But I do believe that playing a stereotype can really help you understand the game easier and get into the get into the game much easier. When you choose a stereotype to play as, you already know a lot about them. You have some sense of what their backstory could be. Yes, you can tweak that and make it your own. But, you know, you can have some their backstory, their personality, what they probably look like, um, probably how they act, um, because you've seen it before in all these different things, you know, in pop culture. And so it's much, much easier for you as a new player to become this character because you're already familiar with what it, you know, what, what they are, what they do, what they say, um, how they say it, how they look, how they speak. Because you, you've seen it all before and you're familiar with it. So it can allow you to slip into the role um, so much easier than choosing something that is unique and different. And that can be really cool and I think that can be really interesting and fun. But also for new players, it can be hard to get into the headspace and figure out what that character is and how they act and how they look. Because it's never really portrayed um, in pop culture at all in any sort of fiction whether it be a video game or a book or a movie so once again if you're a new player by all means do you know what you want create the character you want to create you know as long as it fits the tone and mood of the campaign um but i would recommend just being a stereotype and because even even if you are you know play a stereotype as the campaign progresses you may you know really you know, connect with this character and, like, craft a new story with them, something that hasn't really been seen before, even though they've started, they started as, as uh, a trope. Um, and really create a cool experience and a cool story for this character. So, yeah, that, I just kind of wanted to answer that question because it comes up a lot um, when people are starting the game and starting to play the game. So what I'm going to go through the um, steps on creating a character not like all the nitty-gritty rules and everything and numbers, but just kind of the basics of what it requires and what it takes. So in the player's handbook, there are six steps um, in creating a character. And step one is choosing a race. Step two is choosing a class. Step three is uh, determining your ability scores. Step four is describing your character. Step five is choosing your equipment. And step six, come together, which isn't really a step. It's just, you know... Get together with your friends and play. But this is how it's laid out in the player's handbook and how it's suggested for you to follow um, in that order. However, I have found that that is not, for the most part, the optimal order in which you should create a character. Um, I think that they can be switched around and done in a different order Um in multiple, multiple ways. Um, I think you can mix and match and figure out what is more important than the other things and do those things first. Because everyone is, you know, you're creating a, a character and depending on how you think and how you, 
you know, imagine this this character. The natural progression of what you prioritize and what you get done first can be very different depending on just who you are and the kind of character you're creating. So one of the main things is um, I typically don't choose a race before a class, and I don't suggest people do that either. Um, once again, it comes down to your priorities um, because, you know, for someone like me, if I'm creating a character, the thing that I think of first or the, the thing that I focus on first is their story, like their backstory and their personality or, you know, what kind of trope they fit into. Because um, that, that, that's the most important to me. The role-playing aspects, the story aspects. Um, whereas some other players, and this doesn't, doesn't make them any, you know, less than someone who just focuses on the story, but someone who focuses more on numbers and combat and gets the most fun out of that, that's completely fine. They're going to be focusing on something totally different than the things I'm focusing on. Because, you know, if you're someone who is into optimizing, right, creating uh, the most powerful character you can when it comes to, like, combat. Once again, this is totally fine. Um, it's just a different way, one of the ways people think and, you know, one of the types of players um, that create characters. Probably the number one thing they're going to choose is a class because a class is the most important thing, uh, probably, I guess, when it comes to a character, just when it comes to leveling up. Um, every level, you get something new from your class, and it kind of defines your role in battle and in the party. Um, you know, though, if you're a rogue, you're probably going to be the one scouting, picking locks, um, you know, doing hit and run. And if you're a rain, like a uh, let's say like a wizard, you're going to be casting spells to help the you know the party get through different scenarios or to blow up like groups of minions or things like that, but probably staying in the back because you have really, you know, low armor and low health. And then for Barbarian, you're going to be up front, um, you know, dealing lots of damage and taking lots of hits. And so the combat, like what your character does in combat, is very much determined by their class. And even kind of outside of combat, what they do. So that's really important for an optimizer because the, the class is the number one thing that matters in combat and all their abilities and all, all their weapons and all that kind of thing. So they're, after they choose the class they want to play, they're going to choose a race that complements that. Um, I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty rules right now, but basically you, as a character you have six ability scores, strength, dexterity, uh, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. And Jutis has a different number, and the higher the number, the more your character is skilled in that. So a barbarian is going to have much more strength then they do dexterity, most likely, if, you know, that's the kind of player, if that's the kind of character you're building. And a rogue is probably going to have much more dexterity than they have strength. And a wizard is probably going to have really high intelligence. And a bard is probably going to have really high charisma. Um, so it's, you know, those, those numbers and those ability scores matter when it comes to combat and casting spells and making attacks. So... Each race gives different bonuses to different ability scores, depending on, like, their physicality and things like that. So an elf is going to give a bonus to dexterity because they're very lithe and, you know, very dexterous. Whereas a dwarf is going to give a bonus to constitution because they're very stout, they're very hardy. So when you're choosing a class, each class kind of has ability scores that are more important to it. So once again, like, barbarians want high strength, rogues want high dexterity, wizards want high intelligence. So if you want to 
you know, build someone who's powerful in combat, you're going to choose a race that adds bonuses to the ability scores that you need to prioritize. Um, so a lot of the time, you're going to be choosing a class before you choose a race. If, you know, you're building a character like that. Um, however, you may not be that kind of person who really cares about that kind of combat thing. And so for someone like me, when I'm building a character, I'm just thinking about, like, you know, what kind of race and class kind of fits this story that I'm trying to tell and this kind of character that I want to create. Um, I don't care as much if the race complements the class um, or, you know, if I'm getting the highest bonuses and things that I possibly can and the best abilities to be used in combat. Because for me, the thing I care about most in the game is, is the story and the character and their growth and the personality and role-playing. Um, so the race and the class to me is much more much lower on the list than what the book says is step four, describing your character, which is where you create their their personality and their physical description and their backstory and all that stuff. That's the number one step for me. And then the race and the class I choose depending on, you know, what I think fits best with the story that I want to tell and, the, and this character that I've created. And so the numbers and all that kind of thing those can all be kind of moved around to different steps depending on what you're prioritizing. Um, but yeah, like buying like things like buying equipment and everything, that usually will come last because you get um, money and things like that in some of the earlier steps, which you can then use to buy equipment to start off with. So some things you do have to do in order. Um, but yeah, so these steps can be sort of switched around depending on what you're prioritizing. Because um, for some people, like, the race might be, like, something that's really important to them. Um, and definitely, like, if it comes to a, a cliche um, or a stereotype that you want to play. Like, I think everyone wants to be an elf, right? Like, if you've seen Lord of the Rings or anything like that, the elves are so cool. Um, so, you know, being an elf might sound really cool to you. It doesn't matter if you're an elf ranger or an elf wizard, but, you know, you really want to be an elf or... Like, for me, one of my favorite races is Dwarf. Um, I don't care if that Dwarf is a Paladin or a Fighter or a Cleric or anything. But, you know, I really like the Dwarven personality and their kind of backstory and their history. And once again, it all depends on, like, the world they're playing in. But I really like Dwarves as a people. Um, so that I might prioritize a race even before I choose a class. Where, once again, someone who cares more about... I really want to cast spells. Like, that sounds really cool to me. I want to be able to shoot fireballs and fly and breathe underwater and cast all these kind of cool spells. And that's what they care most about, um, like being a wizard or a sorcerer. And then choosing a race and their personality and all that stuff comes much lower on the list. And so, yeah, I, I don't think you should follow... You have to follow the player's handbook in those steps exactly. Because it, it all depends on what you want to prioritize when it comes to building your character. Alright, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. I hope I answered some of your questions um, about characters or races, classes, stereotypes, things like that. Uh, later this week, I want to get more into in-depth into these things about the character like their backstories and their race and their class and their ability scores and their equipment and all that kind of thing. And this will probably extend into next week as well. Uh, there's a lot to get into that has to do with uh, player characters 
and it's gonna be really fun and I'm really excited. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you tomorrow. Thank you.